Have you ever wondered, what is my calling? What is my purpose in this life? We're going to get into that today on She Read It Herself. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. I have missed you guys. I am so happy that you're back here with me. If it is your first time, welcome to She Read It Herself. I'm Natasha. If you want to know more about me, you can click back a couple episodes and learn who I am and why I did this. I joke that She Read It Herself is for the girl who just sucks at reading her Bible, which, if we're honest, it can be hard to understand. It's boring, so I struggle with that too. So when She Read It Herself, we just keep it simple. Just little bite-sized nuggets of scripture and how it can relate to our modern, everyday life. Today, we're going to deal with something It sounds so heavy. What is my calling in this life? What is my purpose? in this life, but we're actually going to take it down to just a bite-sized nugget. It's just a super simplistic, understandable way to answer that question. And it starts in John 1, 6 through 7, right where we left off from last time. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him, all might believe. John was sent from God to be this incredible testament of God's light. And remember last episode, we talked about what the light is and its incredible power over darkness. It's, I mean, it's impossible to overcome the light with darkness. And John is sent to be an incredible testament of this. But I have to wonder, I've, I've looked it up online and, and tried to investigate some about who was John before he was John the Baptist as an adult. I wonder, did he need to go through something in his life so that he could be such a powerful witness? What have you gone through in your life that makes you a powerful witness? It's, it's a big question, and I felt that way when I first read these verses, and I wanted to make sure I really was understanding the bigger meaning. So I broke down the words themselves. Witness. Witness is defined as a person who sees an event take place, provides evidence or proof. You know, I hear witness, I think about a witness in, you know, a law and order episode. Um, but really, they're just, they're testifying as to what their experience was. And it's as simple as that. That is what it means for us to be a witness. We are testifying about what we have experienced firsthand in our lives. What have you been a witness to in your life? In my life, <laughs> I've seen a hell of a lot. I gotta say, I mean, you can go back to episode two, Who Is This Girl, where I tell you my whole story, but um, I, I have been a witness to more in the last decade than I certainly ever predicted for my life, and a lot of it was bad. It was gut-wrenching bad. Sometimes when my mom and I talk, she says, you know, if I ever just told your story to like somebody, they, they would think it was one of these unbelievable Lifetime movies. Like there's no way that actually happens in real life. Except it did happen in real life. It, it happened in my life, in my children's lives. 
And yes, we've been a witness to so much incredible pain and bad stuff. But on the flip side of that, I have been a witness to being saved from that. I've been a witness to the light. I've been a witness to how God has guided me through these life experiences. And even when it felt like the darkness was winning, I got into this in the last episode, it felt like the darkness was winning every time I lost in court, every time it was another week going by where I couldn't see my children, every time that I was just beat down. I can now see that God was protecting me. Maybe in that moment, he wasn't protecting me in a way I could understand, but I can see it now. I'm a witness to that. He wasn't just protecting me, he was protecting my kids. During that time, it was, it was constant gaslighting. Y'all, I could write the book on gaslighting, a term I had never even heard of when this was going on. It's only now that we hear a lot of people speak about narcissism and gaslighting and ways that someone can control you through these tactics. But at the time, I, I just thought I was going crazy. It was constant gaslighting, control tax, tactics like I mentioned, and endless attacks. And now, now that my girls are safe with me and we've had some time and some distance, I know how much they were suffering as well. But then God showed us grace. I'm just going to be totally honest here. It is very hard to come to terms with the grace we have been shown and the good that has been come from losing a loved one, from losing my husband and the girl's father. It is very hard to grieve his death, to miss him, to wish he could be here, to be a part of his girl's lives to see them grieve and missing him. But at the same time, I would be lying if I didn't say it freed us. It freed me from that daily struggle that life was with him. You know, I got real, real low from what that life was like. Low to the point of not being sure I wanted to live anymore because it was so never-ending. And when he died, it, it freed me from that. It freed my daughters from what they were witnessing, what they were suffering from, the attacks on them as well. We were, we were left in a situation where I could be in my daughter's lives every day during what's probably the most important time in a child's life, those years from 11 to 18 when they're molded the most. My heart breaks when I think about what kind of adults they would have turned like, out like if during that time period they would have had to stay in that suffering versus now where they can be at peace. It's sad and we miss him. And I like to think that God freed him as well by taking him to heaven so he didn't have to suffer anymore in his, his addiction and his mental illness, and the incredible pain that he was going through. It's not an excuse, but that is why people abuse and narcissists are the way they are. It's from incredible pain and insecurity. 
Not an excuse, but he was in pain. And God freed him from that. It's sad and we miss him. But it was also a miracle. It was a way. It is a way. I can testify to God's protection and his grace. You know, another time that the light saved me and I can testify to, and I've mentioned it before, it was the biggest turning point in the woman that I am now, was my sobriety, was getting sober off of prescription pain pills, off of opiates. God showed me grace by saving me. And it wasn't just about getting out of the the physical addiction. It was the road of sobriety teaches you how to regain strength, how to regain confidence, how to also be a good person in this world. The 12 steps in the sobriety program, along with my journey of faith with God, made me who I am today. That was God's grace. It was also his sovereignty, his sovereignty that he had a bigger plan for me, that there was a purpose. I'm a witness to that. I can testify to that. You know, speaking of testify, that's another word that I I wanted to look up because, again, I think of witness, testify. I think of somebody in the witness box, you know, on my favorite show, Law & Order SVU. I know it's cheesy, but I love it, and you will never uh, talk me out of it otherwise. Olivia Benson is, is, you know, my guru. Um, I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth, but we're just going to go past that. So testify, (laughs) it means to serve as evidence or proof of something's existence. I am a testament to God's light. I am a testament. I am proof. I am living proof of his protection and grace. What are you a testament to? What can you testify about? What are you living proof of when it comes to God? I want you to think of something in your life right now. I want you to, because if you're here, if you're here with me, you believe in the light. Or even if you're just a seeker and you're curious about the light, you're here for a reason. Think of something in your life an incredible miracle in your life, a way that God blessed you that you just can't explain otherwise, I know there's something. You're a testament to God with those situations. You are a witness. You are living proof of God's love, God's grace. Can we think about grace for a minute? Because I don't know about you, but I did not deserve all the blessings that God gave me, the blessings that I have now. It is not because I worked for it and I deserve it. It was grace. How has God shown you grace? Whatever that situation is you're thinking about now, you are a testament to God's grace. You are a witness. You know, it's hard to talk about grace, at least for me. I have a hard time 
thinking about grace without also feeling shame. I think about all the ways I continually screw up this this life that he's called me to. You know, I talk all about on here, I preach about being a seeker, reading your Bible every day, having this quiet time that we're doing together. Sometimes I go, I go days not making it a priority. You know, waking up, getting the kids to school, and then coming home and just jumping right into work, chores, phone calls, whatever it is, and I miss my quiet time. We've all been sick this last week. There's some nasty ugh, virus flu. I don't know what you want to call it. That is just making us all miserable. The girls and I, we've been sick all week. When I feel crappy, it's a lot harder to sit down and make room for this quiet time with God. And I feel shame for that. Then when I come back to it, a couple days later, I think, oh, how can I fulfill this calling that you've called me to? How can I be a witness of the good when I'm such a crappy Christian? That's how I feel. But it's not about me. It's not about my works. It's about God's grace. And we're going to do a lot more episodes about shame because shame is, is definitely something I struggle with. So do you ever just feel like a lost person who just once in a while gets it right? I felt that way until I started reading these verses. I still feel it sometimes, like I said, but you know, I base these episodes off of the daily um, journal entries that I wrote when I started reading my Bible again. And if you want to know how I started reading my Bible again without it being miserable, you can go back to episode one where I explain exactly how I was able to make this a part of my daily, most days, daily life. So every day I would sit down, I would read the verses, I would do it in the ways that I explain in episode one, and then I would write a journal entry about it. And now as I've looked back over that time, I realize these journal entries, these are a, these are a testament to my life, and I need to share them. In the journal entry that I wrote for today's episode for these verses, I wrote all in caps. This is my calling. And you guys, I, I had never been so sure of anything in my life before. It was, I can still remember it. It was one of those special moments where I was in the right headspace. I was quiet with God. The sun was shining on me and I was feeling the warmth of the Holy Spirit. And I just knew this was my calling. Just like John was talking about, to be a witness and to testify about the light. That is my calling. And guess what? It's your calling too. All of the pain, the ups and the downs, the mistakes and the grace, it is all my testament. What do you think your calling is? What do you think you are a witness to? Maybe it is not to tell your life in such a public way as starting a podcast like I did. Or maybe it is. Reach out. We'll figure it out together. But maybe it's something different. Pray that the Holy Spirit 
shows it to you. I always hated that. I never knew what is my calling? What is my purpose? I would try different things. I started writing on, on Little Pink Monsters, the mommy blog that started all of this. And it was great, but it just, I felt like there was something bigger. Then I started posting everything on Instagram and I was like, oh, am I a beauty influencer? No. Am I just a mommy talker about day-to-day life? Like it just, I would try these different avenues and nothing quite felt right. It always felt like I was missing out on my bigger purpose. I knew God had given me this platform, but I didn't know what to do with it. Until I read these verses. So pray that the Holy Spirit makes your calling clear to you. But for now, just think about what or who can you be a witness to? Is it to a loved one? Or your children? You know, I remember when I first told my mom I wanted to do this podcast, she said, Don't forget, though, don't forget about your home. You are a witness of God's light for your children. You are a testament by how you live your life every day to them of what God expects from you. Or maybe the way that you stand out, that you are a witness, is in your work environment. And I'm not saying, because it is one thing that just always irked me when I was going through my time in the church and in private school, that It was like drilled into us, go be a witness to others by like going up to strangers and asking, do you know the news of the good book? Can I tell you about the love Jesus has for you? It just, I I, I can't really explain it, but it just didn't feel right that that's the way I was supposed to testify. Uh, Even though it's kind of the way I'm doing it now, but just not so in your face. I want to be a witness by telling the actual proof, the actual evidence, which is my story and the way God has saved me. You can be a witness, whether it's in your work environment, your family, your time you spend in the schools with other parents. However it is, you can be a witness just by the way you live your life, by the way you treat others. There are so many Christians now that I feel give us a bad name by the way they judge others. It's all about the fire and brimstone and the exclusion of others who are different. I don't want to be a witness that way. I want to be a witness by following Jesus' teachings and showing love to everyone, showing compassion and understanding, acting the way, when you read it for yourself, that Jesus acted. That's how you can be a witness. I want to I wanna wrap this up by, by leaving you in closing with a question that I faced when I wrote this. And if you can, grab a pen and write this down. Because me rereading this and having it as a reminder really helped. Let's go back to John 6. But this time, I want you to put your name in there. There was a woman sent from God named... Say your name. She came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through her all might believe. You write that down. You repeat that to yourself because you are powerful. Be a witness. That's what I'm going to keep reminding myself. 
It's all about, it's all about one step at a time. And I'm not going to do it perfectly. I'm guessing neither are you, but that's okay because we're going to try. Thank you for taking the next little right step in front of you with me. I love doing this with you guys. I love the community that we're building here. If you like what I'm doing, if you want to be a part of this, please hit the follow button. Please, you know, do that little check mark. That way you get every episode right when it comes out. And also, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a positive review, clicking those stars, that, that would be payment enough for me. I would just so appreciate that because I really want this to grow and reach more and more fierce women just like yourselves. All right, till next time, my loves. She read it herself. Bye.